This is an All Ears English Secrets to Real Listening bonus 14. How to talk to creatives in San Francisco. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast bonus series, where every week, Lindsay and Jessica will show you just how easy English listening can be when you have the right secrets and strategies. Plus, you'll hear stories from Lindsay's 12,000-mile summer adventure across the United States. Now, let's get to the show. In today's bonus episode, you'll find out about two conversations that we had with artists in San Francisco, and you'll get four vocabulary words to connect and sound smart when you talk with this kind of person in English. Wondering about your fluency level? Take our simple English fluency quiz and find out if you're 50% fluent, 65% fluent, or 80% fluent. Plus, get ready for an exciting new course release coming up in early June. Learn from real English conversations so you can finally get competent. Take the quiz at allearsenglish.com slash fluency score. Hey Jessica, how's it how's it going today? How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. It's really it's like snowing here already. It's oh snowed my yesterday. Yeah. I know, I know. It snowed here too, but now today it's all sunny and the weather changes so fast around here. It's incredible. You know what's funny? I'm pretty sure it changes fast everywhere. Don't yeah. you think? Because like every yeah. single place I've lived, there like every city has the same saying, just like replaced with the name of the city. So mm-hmm. everybody's like, yeah. you know what they say about Oregon weather? Just wait five minutes. And then you yeah. go to Boston. You know what they say about Boston weather? Know, just know, wait five true. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's so true, man. Those are the sayings that just get repeated everywhere. Everyone thinks it's unique to them, but it's not. (laughs) But those are the cool things about the country, about our country. And we get to know the different personalities. I mean, at least people say it with a different accent in different parts of the country. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Even if they're saying the same thing. Yeah. I know. I was just watching the, the, uh, doing the video lesson yesterday about, um, where you're eating hot dogs in Chicago. And Mm -hmm. then, um, you interview some people that try and like demonstrate their Bostonian accent. And it's this sort of like, it's this kind of lesson that is just is so pleasing that when like I'm working on it, it just, it makes me smile because I can't wait for students (laughs) to learn stuff like this because they're not going to get this anywhere else, you know? That I know. like pack and cas and the have and yad. How was oh, that? That was awesome. Like, I love that. Not bad. Not bad. You should come <laughs> hang out with me here in Boston and learn for some re- from some real locals here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. Um, yeah. So we guys are so excited to bring you these voices, these accents, this vocabulary that you will not get anywhere else. Like this is really how we talk. It's what we say in movies. It's what we say to our friends. These are the jokes that we tell each other that you guys can understand now. 
Yeah, exactly. And guys, last week when we were on the podcast, we talked about the early Connection Insiders Club, which is the first 100 people that are going to be welcomed into our course. Guys, we're opening up our course early so you can get a special sneak preview here and you're going to get in, but it's only for 100 lucky people and you get extra access to us, guys. So at this point, the course should be available. So if you go over to allearsenglish.com forward slash adventure, you'll be able to get in if you're in time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, by the time you hear this, the the first hundred slots may have already been yeah. filled. Um, exactly. But yeah, I mean, it'll only take you a minute to check. So if you yep. guys are, want to learn all of these idioms and meet these honestly kind of crazy people sometimes, because that's mm-hmm. what you meet in mm-hmm. bars and on the streets. And <laughs> if you want to like meet these people, go on this road trip with Lindsay. Um, exactly. Then just go to that website right now. See if there are still spots. You got it. And so when I was in San Francisco, I had a chance to meet an interesting artist. Is that who we're going to talk about today? He gave us some really cool vocabulary words. You know what? So um, you actually spoke to a few interesting artists in I San did. Francisco. And <laughs> this one was the skater dude. Oh, like, the skater dude. Yeah. Okay. He was super cool. So he like... He didn't look like an artist. That surprised me. And this just goes to that like extra level of learning where you can't judge a book by its cover, right? So the first thing is to get to know what sort of characters and stereotypes and who like different groups of people, like the women that wear yoga pants, the dudes that wear cowboy hats, like who are (laughs) those people? Where do they come from? But then you're going to actually meet specific people and you're going to realize like, okay, just because he's a skater dude. Dude with a baseball cap and like cool facial hair, like a hipster. He's also an artist who like sells through a gallery in LA. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's fascinating. Exactly. So- yeah, we. We get some nice insight into the state of being an artist, right? On the West Coast these days. He seemed a bit yeah. bitter to me in his, oh, in his comments. Did he seem bitter to you? He totally was. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, contrasting him with the other artists that you interviewed. Um, yeah. It's really interesting, like looking at the body language. So, yeah, this, I was going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> like this skater dude, guys, like uh, he, yeah, he was a little bit bitter, but there's also this vibe <laughs> of being like cool and young and um, like just mad at the world kind of. I mean, he's probably not much younger than us. Maybe he's our age. I don't know. But um, yeah, so he's just kind of like yuppies and techies and they're rich people. (laughs) People don't do their own laundry. And he's like pissed off about that. Um, But he's not like doing so well as an artist. Uh, But and then this other guy you interviewed who looks like an artist. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's like an accomplished. I I think the difference between those two is probably that the second one has really passed that kind of dip in his career. Like he's actually made it. Whereas the first guy that you guys will meet in this course is kind of at the very beginning of his career. And as you said, I love how you commented on the body language. As you guys will see in these videos with the second artist, he's literally reclined back and I had to kind of go towards him to ask the question. (laughs) And he's in his studio, literally like sitting in a sea of paintings and art. It's beautiful. It's I cool. love that lesson. And he's just like, just so laid back, like his feet are up on a chair yep. or stool or whatever. He's wearing like these paint splattered clothes, right? Like, <laughs> like messy hair. And he is the like, the calmest, most peaceful, just like, 
um, like yeah. tranquil person to talk to because he's fine. He's successful. Right. Like he's I mean, not worried. <laughs> yeah. It surprised me a little bit because I remember that day I had actually just before I met him, I had had lunch with one of our listeners at All Ears English out oh, in San cool. Francisco. Yeah. We had gone for Chinese food with her and her husband and that was awesome. That's and so, so cool. I walked up there and I saw him in his little like artist studio slash garage and I was shocked that in this neighborhood that is gentrifying so fast that yeah. That an artist could still even afford to have a studio. And I was right. trying to get at that. But he, the impression that I got from him was that it doesn't seem to be bothering. This gentrification is, is not, is not killing his career, obviously, because I know. he's still got a studio. He's, he's doing okay. He's, yeah. he's, I think he's selling to some techie people. Like he, probably, he, you know, it's all about just finding your market. And I think he yeah. found it. So, um, in this, the, the skater artist video, guys, there's some really amazing vocabulary that comes up and this is this is high level vocab he's an educated well-spoken man Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. this is the sort of um this is the sort of speech that you will hear from young educated people who tend to um sort of complain about societal trends and you know this is this is a lot of what we talk about like oh what is terrible about what's happening in society it does come up right um for sure and like listeners, I mean, you want to also share the positives about your culture, but also be honest about things in your country that you have opinions about. So this is the vocabulary mm-hmm. to do that. Yes, you got it. You got it. I mean, the, and what better way than learning to be articulate uh, to articulate from an actual native speaker from exactly. direct videos straight from the mouth of the native speaker, right? I mean, in this particular video, we're sitting down here in a par- in a skate park and we're just sitting yeah. on the curb and I've just broken out the camera and he's yeah. right there in front of me. It's very simple. There's no pre pre prepared pre recorded dialogues. There's nothing. It's right. just conversation, straight on and authentic, guys. What are the secrets of the connected communicator? Well, for the first 100 people to sign up, you'll find out. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash adventure. So I can I can tell you guys the exact process that happens when um, listening textbooks are written. If they and this is really short, it's really simple. Um, if I'm writing a, a listening text, a listening skills textbook that is for like quote unquote academic skills, right? Then mm-hmm. I'm required to use certain word lists, like the academic word list. So first I have to mm-hmm. highlight words on there, and then I have to manufacture um, mm-hmm. some weird conversation just to oh. use that vocabulary. So like it's it's all manufactured. None of it is authentic. None of it is real. Um, Whereas this like these words, they you will find them on academic lists. okay? but like this is used in the perfect context. Like this is real. So, for example, um, he says um, a haven for artists. So haven listeners, I can pretty much promise that you haven't heard that word before. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a. It's a beautiful word, a poetic word, but also formal and academic. So haven Hmm. is a location, a space that is welcoming and safe. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's formal and academic, but it's also kind of a, it's a, it's versatile. Like it can be used if you're out at a bar talking with, you know, relatively educated people. And that's what I love about that word and all of these words in this lesson. 
Yeah. Um, and this, and these words that are, that do sound more literary, more beautiful, just fun to say, fun yeah. to use and impressive to oh, yeah. the people around you. This sort of, this naturally led into the reflection exercise for this activity, which is about one of the most famous poets to come out of San Francisco, one of the most famous icons from the 60s generation. Mm. So then you'll get to learn about him. His name is Allen Ginsberg, but that's for another time. Okay. So Haven <laughs> for artists. And then he talks about um, using creatives as a noun, like creatives. Ooh, love it. Love right? it. Like, oh my gosh. I, it's brilliant. I was thinking about the IELTS exam just now and I know we're on all ears <laughs> English here, but I just imagining someone in the IELTS exam using creatives as a noun. My gosh, yeah. it's just so unique and different. And I love it. And so natural and something that no other non-native speaker would say. Yes. Right? Like ever. <clears throat> so creatives are the people who make money being creative. Right? Right. And it's usually because like that their field or profession is is creative, right? The creatives. Mm -hmm. Like I love I love that mm -hmm. idea. Um yeah. <laughs> and then um there's a couple phrases that are really high level here, but we do use them when we talk to each other. Um dire straits, to be mm -hmm. in dire straits. What how would you mm -hmm. explain that? Yeah, I would say just to be in a difficult situation. Yeah. To yeah. be in a tough place. <laughs> like not just so dire is like desperate. So it's yeah. not just like um I'm stuck in traffic, right? right. Like it's not <laughs> like I'm kind of annoyed right now. This is a little bit of a problem. This is like mm. a desperate horrible situation. Like rent is due tomorrow and I have $1. I can't do it. Yeah. I can't afford bread. I don't know. Like right, right, dire right. straits. But it's funny that like the person using this term, um, it is about perspective as well. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. somebody who, you know, is lives in actual poverty, dire straits for them. Somebody from the Rust Belt, somebody that lives in, right. in Flint, their well, dire or, straits different from this guy's. <laughs> yeah. I mean, totally. Or even just the guy the homeless guys that were literally in, around right. the corner from the park that we interviewed in <laughs> Jeez, just around yeah. the corner and i mean that's san francisco where we interviewed this guy and so mm -hmm. san francisco has a massive homeless population so and, huge, you know yeah. people are living next to each other homeless next to yuppies i mean it's just yeah it's everywhere so yeah 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 totally so um that's you know just as a as a quick side note there's one more phrase i want to give our listeners but just as a quick side note this is this is one of my favorite things about the course is that you guys get to learn what it's like to be in American cities. This is this is the reality. What is it really like? It's not like in the mm. movies. It's not like in the books, right? Yeah. It's not like if you only stay in a hotel and go to tourist attractions. Like you really experience America in these oh, videos. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. A laundromat in you know in a suburb north of Detroit, Michigan, <laughs> talking to to a teenager and her mom doing laundry. I mean, I, I <laughs> like how more. That real does that get you know? yeah oh i love that and guys that video that's used as a pronunciation lesson so you learn um the the lack of intonation that teenagers have sometimes how we <laughs> how some native speakers lazy people lazy speakers don't pronounce the last consonants that's why it's hard mm -hmm. to understand us sometimes so anyway mm -hmm. that's a mm -hmm. lesson for that okay so yeah. this last term that he uses that is used um that is taught in this lesson mass exodus 
I love this phrase. Love it. Love it. So a mass exodus. Mass is like everyone at once or like a a huge number of people, huge number of things. And then exodus is to leave, right? Exit, exodus. Mm. So a mass exodus is when a whole bunch of people leave a place at the same time. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, This is good. We've given our listeners four very solid and very educated vocabulary words, guys. Mm. You're going to sound quite smart (laughs) if you use these and you'll be able to connect with with any number of people. I mean, that's the thing. When we stay at a basic level of vocabulary, you know, again, we do sound like a non-native speaker as we are, of course, but at the same time, we cut off who we can connect with because some people will just move on, right? Unfortunately. But when we learn these new higher level vocabulary words, our connection opportunities Stand. I mean, think about it, guys. Like, do do you only want to be able to talk to English teachers for the rest of your life? Because at a level (laughs) that a textbook brings you to, that is enough to talk with a native speaker who is a teacher who um, will dumb down their speech, right? Mm -hmm. Who won't Mm -hmm. use high level words because they know they're talking to a non native speaker, and they they won't be able to honestly express themselves. Do you? I mean. I try to be as honest with my students as I can and really share myself with my students, but I still Mm -hmm. hold back because they're students, right? Like I know what they can understand. So guys, I mean, you you don't want to just interact on that level. You want people to really talk to you. Yeah. And I think it comes back to the point that you made earlier, Jessica, which I find so interesting. I mean, the actual process for writing a textbook because you've Mm. written them before is the complete opposite of what we've done here and what, you know, what we're doing on this podcast and especially what we've done in this course is that with the textbook, again, just to summarize, as you said, you're given the vocabulary words and then you have to superficially create a conversation that kind of doesn't sound real most of the time. Right. It's whereas. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas in this course, guys, we've gone out and we've started the conversation with these natives outside mm-hmm. in bars, on streets, in amusement parks, wherever, in the Redwood Forest. <laughs> and then we've pulled out the learnings from there, guys. So that is the complete opposite of what you're going to get in, in your textbook. Yeah, from from spending so much time creating these amazing materials for All Ears English and really just having the, the like we're creatives, like having yeah. this <laughs> this freedom to actually teach teach the English that I want to teach, right? I, like mm-hmm. b- b- making materials that matter. Um yeah. I have no desire to write a textbook ever again. <laughs> like I do not want to live within those rules that, that don't right. work, you know? Oh, that's <laughs> That's interesting. You've cut yourself off, right? It's like, yeah, no, go ahead. I've Hello? experienced this other side of like what it's what really should be happening. And now I feel like writing another textbook would t- be taking a step backward for me. Yeah. Yeah. And and not only in terms of material, also meaning, right? Once your yes, once your work yeah. has finally had meaning, it's hard to go back to work that doesn't have much meaning, right? Oh, exactly. I mean, for us in this project, there's a lot of meaning, right? There's a voyage, there's a journey, there are opinions, there are issues that actually matter, guys. And our basic value is connection, but, and it's, it's so much more than that as well. I mean, you're going to see. So guys, to jump into the course, if you're lucky enough to be the first 100 in the first 100, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash adventure. And hopefully right now there's still enough room left for you. If not, you'll be able to get into the second launch in the winter time. Okay, guys? Yes. Tor- yeah. 
All right, cool. And remember that these first hundred people also get an option to talk to Lindsay and I. Yes, yes, yes. That's very (laughs) important. That's key. This is the only time that you guys will actually, if you do choose the VIP level, you will have that chance to work with us instead of another native speaker when you go through your conversation practice after watching these videos, guys. So let's do it. We'll see you in the course. (laughs) All right. Sounds good. Have a wonderful day, Lindsay. You too. Take care. Thanks. Bye. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's bonus episode. And if you enjoyed today's episode, then you'll love our free listening lesson where you'll get a taste of our powerful listening strategies. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash bridge. That's allearsenglish.com forward slash B-R-I-D-G-E to download this free lesson immediately. See you there.